All right, so today is the day where the trades will end. Do the Avalanche have another trick or two up their sleeve before we say bye-bye to this trade deadline season? Another episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. I'm Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Vaughn, Doom, Kyle Sullivan. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. So we will be looking at the Avs schedule for the month of March, even though we've already had one game in the month of March. Uh, We'll look at the remaining schedule for this month. We will also look at the Dallas Stars schedule for the month of March. Why not? They're the team above you uh, and kind of like play the dynamic game between, you know, the, the differences, the difference game between uh, the Av schedule and the star schedule. Uh, but where we will start today is it's, it's trade season. So it's kind of ruling the world right now in terms of the, uh, the hockey world and uh, still moves going all over the place, which, if you like that kind of stuff, this has been your season for, uh, you know, trades. I I like it. I like when, you know, players move around, especially in the offseason with a lot of, uh, you know, free agent signings and things like that. I like seeing pieces moving and pieces falling into place. Um, and typically the NHL is, is okay with it, but I feel like this year it's ramped up a little bit. Like there is more <clears throat> happening fast and furious. This, this has been fun. Usually trade day is like you sit down and watch TSN and it's like, get your popcorn. This is going to be fun. This has felt like just like an expo, a carnival, just a three, four day event. It's been incredible. This is, and it's been noteworthy. Every move that is made, it's not just like, oh, whatever. You can see the logic behind it. And like you respect like Patty Kane going to the Rangers on top of Vladimir Tarasenko. And mm-hmm. I, it's been extremely exciting to the point where we're we're now at trade day, the deadline day, and what's left? Yep. I know. Like usually, you have like those big pieces that still haven't been moved yet, and yep. it's coming right down to the to the wire. The big names are are gone, and and you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's down to like those those plug and play pieces. Um, and you could almost say the Avalanche started this whole trade thing with the Matt Nieto deal. You know, that, that was one of the earliest deals made. And it's not like once that happened, all these other deals just fell into place. But that, that really, I think it caught a little bit uh, by surprise that the move was made, even though it was a depth move, like that early. Sure, things happen uh, a lot. But um, I remember with seeing that, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're getting started on this. And it's just taken off since then. So <laughs> to the point that Jonathan Quick has been moved twice. He has. He has. And that is going to be interesting. <laughs> uh if he faces his old team uh in the playoffs, man, that is going to be a 
knockout drag out fight i'm telling you for the abs though um you know we're, we're if you're listening to this and first thing friday morning you still got a little bit of time left do you do you think the abs throw their hat in the ring for for one more move here do they need to um are we happy with how the team is as is and and they don't need to what what are we thinking right now <clears throat> okay, we're going to be looking at the schedule for the rest of March that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend the New Jersey game didn't happen. Okay, just for yeah. just for this little experience. Are what you New happy? Jer- with New the, Jersey game? The, the, it never happened. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. It's it's not there. Um, okay. Are we happy with the roster? Let's pretend we're still on a six game winning streak. Let's let's view with the burgundy of blue glasses. We're on the six-game winning streak. Uh, yeah. Are you happy with this roster, Jack Johnson? I don't need to be. I don't. I don't need to forget the the New Jersey game to still like this roster. I okay. still like this roster, even okay. with that New Jersey game. It, games like that are going to happen throughout the course of a season. You know what I mean? And when it happens, like you don't want it to, and you don't want it to because you want to keep a six-game winning streak going. But it happened. There's, I'm not throwing excuses out or anything like that. You didn't have your top goalie going in. You didn't have your top defender going in. Um, you know, you still don't have your captain, but you haven't had him all year, so you're not going to use that excuse excuse at all. Um, I'm you, you battled back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So it wasn't like you got down five to one and then folded it in and you lost seven to one. That that game, yeah, you, it, it doesn't weigh so much on me that loss but even with it uh yeah i I like i like where this team is at i don't know how much more you could add to make it that much better at this stage i'll say that and see and i i respect that and that's exactly how i feel i just know there's a large contingency of avalanche fans that like two weeks ago when we brought up trades for the first time going into this deadline like it was patty kane ryan o'reilly like all these big sure, names, right. you're you're immediately going out for the big names. And now it's whittling down to, after that loss, it's we're back on the Sammy G thing. I would like to see insert player name here. Like, it's one thing to say, yeah, we could still trade for this and get rid of him, but who are you bringing in? There's really, the, the game changers are not available anymore for trade deadline. It's depth right. and depth only from this point forward. Are you comfortable with shaking up what you already have and what this roster is doing? Six-game winning streak, battling back Mm -hmm. from a 5-1 deficit. Are you happy with this roster, or do you want to go shake it up and get rid of a piece that we have for another unproven and then spend the rest of the season with that decision? I don't see it happening at this stage. I don't see the Avalanche really making... I mean, I shouldn't say, I think they could, if they wanted to, they could make another move, but I don't see them giving up um, any, any prospects because you're not seeing a ton of prospects getting moving around in the past couple of days, right? It's a lot of picks. Yeah. And I got to feel like if, if the abs were not in on some of these deals that have happened lately, which are kind of pick heavy. Yeah. The one with Max Domi going to Dallas, you had Anton Anton Kudobin going there. Um, I think they also gave them a pick. Um, the the Chikrin deal was 
picks. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think they gave them a, a prospect, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was just picks. I think it was just maybe there was a prospect in there, but not not as this big name. Maybe there I think there was. I could be wrong on that. But um I you're seeing a lot of, of, of picks on and the avalanche were included in that and in, in giving up picks. And I think they're 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 done with it. Like I, they don't want to sacrifice too much. They will do it. And we were talking about like yeah, you mentioned like all those big name players that were on the board. Well, so was in a way the Avalanche first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. There's nobody left to give up a first round draft pick, so that's staying, which I'm fine with. But I don't know really what's what's left that will that 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 is is such a need. And I think a lot of people may be listening to this right now and be like, well, James Van Riemdyk is still out there. Sure. I think he's really the only one left that that could be in the mix for a deal that is appealing to the avalanche. But they'd have to get another team involved because his cap number is too high. Uh, hello, Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> if you want to take on more uh, junk bonds, basically. I, there's just nothing out there left that it that gets me super excited that the Avalanche have to make a deal. I think they're they they made their trades. We're not sitting here on on the last day feeling like are the Avs going to finally make a trade? They've made their few <clears throat> trades. I think they're happy with it. You can't be the no team can year after year after year after year make trades like the Avalanche did last year. You did it last year. It worked out. This year you might have to take a, a bath and, and and kind of just sit back for a little bit, make your little deals that you made, which helps your team, and be happy with that. And I think they are. Yeah, I, there's not a lot that's out there that you feel like you're going to justify making. Like I, could, there are two players that are kind of available that I would love to see mm-hmm. come to Colorado, and Nick Benino yeah. and Kyler Yamamoto, but. Even that, I don't know. yeah, I mean, like Nick Benito, he's on a, a much cheaper deal that expires this year. And I fell in love with him on the HBK line in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, but even that you're just like, it'd be nice, but this isn't going to change the direction of this team in any way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe at this stage, like Boone Jenner, he's always, he's been a name that's been attached to them for a little while. Nothing like too forward in that. But that's like the kind of guy, like where we're at right now. Do you want to go grab someone like him and give it a shot? That, that's kind of what you're playing with right now. Yeah, there, there's. So. It's. Do you want to gamble and give a shot, or do you want to just stay? Do you want to hit or fold? Yeah, right. You got to know and oh. <laughs> um, all right. Let us hear from who do we got today? Uh, Built Bar, and then we will. Get to the schedule because it's uh, it's kind of interesting, as always, for the Avalanche. But first, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you have got to try Built Bar. We've been talking about Built Bar over and over and over again for quite a while now. There's a reason for that. It's because they're darn good, uh, and they are healthy for you, too. What makes them so healthy? Well, they got 130 calories in them, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein, but they're also covered in 100% real chocolate. You heard me right, real chocolate. And for a while now, for years now, we've been saying you can pick up Built Bars over at Built.com, but now you can also pick them up at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. So you can head into your nearest Walmart, 
walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get the bar that's filled with cookies and cream or the double chocolate and the coconut puff. Or at Sam's Club, you can get the 13-bar box of their hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. So, And over at Built.com, you can still use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off for the one and only Built Bar. You can thank us later. All right, um, let's get to the abs schedule for March. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to share that up on the screen. There we go. So um, like always, there's back-to-backs in there. <laughs> so uh, you've already had the the Dallas game, or excuse me, not the Dallas game, the, the Devils game. Your next game is against Dallas. So that's your, uh, your back-to-back number one is coming right up. You have uh, the weekend at Dallas and then at home against uh, the Kraken. And then uh, you're, you're pretty much playing every other day again. It's another shockful schedule for the Avs. But this what, that, that Seattle game is a stretch of four straight home games. So you're at home against the Kraken, the Sharks, the Kings, and the Coyotes. And then the following week, you have four games on the road, uh, mainly in Canada. You're playing Montreal, the Maple Leafs, Ottawa, and then Detroit. And then you come home for three more games. So you're, you're like it's like streaks of home and on the way and home on the on the road. Uh, your three games at home are Chicago, Pittsburgh, and Arizona again. Follow that up by a back to back against Arizona and the Ducks, a day off, and you end the month at home against the Wild. So three back-to-backs in there. In, during the Canadian trip, you are playing a back-to-back of uh, Toronto and Ottawa. So, um, yeah, so back-to-backs just seem to be in the Avs uh, vocabulary for this <laughs> season. But overall, uh, a, a busy schedule, and uh, you, you think it's favorable? You think it's difficult? What are you, what are you looking at? The thing I like the most about this schedule, this Dallas-Seattle back-to-back right out of the gate. Those are playoff mm-hmm. opponents. Those are their their top tier talent. Like mm-hmm. you take care of this, you get four points out of this. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. gonna be sitting pretty for San Jose, a new look Los Angeles Kings, and then Arizona. Yes, they're some reason are kryptonite, but it's Arizona. You might capitalize, get a win. <clears throat> yeah. The Canada. The Canada <laughs> stretch. Yeah. Toronto scares me. Of course. Yeah. For everything yeah. the New Jersey game was, I anticipate the same in that Toronto game. I don't. Well, I mean, I would hope, you know, you, you're going to, and that's the first game, like I said, of a back to back. And away, you know, road back to backs like really suck. Even though Toronto and Ottawa is not that far away from one another. So you're not traveling a ton, hardly at all, really, uh, for that, for those two games. Just back to backs on the road are not fun, and and then you follow up with one day off, and you're still on the road in into or excuse me in Detroit. But I would think you know that could be set up for okay, you're you're going to be playing probably Georgiev against that Toronto game, and then we'll see where we're at. I, you'd have to think Frankie's back by then. You hope he's back by then, 
Uh, so I'm okay with it. I think that's going to be a good challenge for them going into a, you know, a, a tough place to play like Toronto. Um, you probably going to roll your number one goalie out there. See what we got. So I, I'm looking forward to that one. You know, I'm willing to say that might be Keith Kincaid's first game against <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> the Ottawa game. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah. But what and then the reason I bring that up, you have the back-to-back Dallas, Seattle, Big points, big wins, big momentum into kind of a, you know, do what the Avalanche do, collect your points against San Jose, L.A., and Arizona. Then you got to crank it back up again for that Toronto. Hey, Ottawa, they're feisty. They can create problems, beat them. And then you kind of go back to a little bit of a lull when it comes to talent against Chicago, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, that's struggling to get keep themselves in the playoff hunt, and Arizona. Then you get Arizona again, Anaheim, and then you get Minnesota at the end. So it's a it's a nice ebb and flow, even though there's some back-to-backs and staying home this week, going on the road next week. I, there's some really nice ebbs and flows that the Avs, especially knocking on the door of the playoffs, could really pick up some pivotal points. I mean, you look at it, and we, we talked before, like the, the Avs, Games that should should be like must wins um, earlier in the season, they struggled to win those games, right? Yeah, like we listed them off, and and they they were not they were not good losses at all. But you're in a different place now. You're playing better. You're getting healthier. Um, you, but look at look at some of these teams that you're playing. You're playing San Jose. You're playing Arizona three times. Three times this month, you're playing Arizona. Once, twice in a row, you're playing uh, Montreal. You're playing Ottawa, who's better, but they're still, you know, out of a playoff spot. Uh, you're playing Chicago, and you're playing the Ducks. That's a lot of games. That, that's eight. I think I just counted eight. Where you got to win those games. You know what I mean? Like th- th- that's a lot of points. That's which Sixteen just points. Be, that should be yours for the taking. You know, so and then mixed in there, yeah, you're playing Dallas. Seattle is obviously much improved. You're playing the Kings, uh, obviously Toronto. Um, so you do have a couple uh, difficult games in there, like you're going to have. But you got you have a gift right here with a a chunk of bottom dwelling teams that now is not the time to to use it as an excuse. Like those are yours for the t- those are massive points that can really put you up and and overtake someone like that. And then you have the possibility of latest gog returning somewhere in this month. I was going to bring that. I, I was going to get a prediction from you mm. as, as as pick pick the game which you think if Gabe Landeskog is to return in this mid January prediction that the not prediction uh whatever you want to call it that the avalanche put out time frame that the avalanche put out if we're sticking with that there's some people that are like i still don't think he's coming back in in mid-march i think he's out for the season fine like we can have that conversation later but for right now just for the fun of this this uh podcast uh we're going with the avalanche mid-march um time frame which game does he return at that's funny. You, apparently, the camp that I'm kind of sitting in looks like we'll have a conversation later because mm-hmm. I am in that camp that 
as long as the Avs are doing what they're doing, I'd say shut them down. But mm-hmm. if Landeskog is ready, ready to go, wants to come back, I am circling March 20th against Chicago. After they get done with that road trip, yeah, they come back home against Chicago, against the team that he should have started the season against. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is his start of the season against Chicago in Ball Arena. I think that makes the most sense. Um, could he start on the road? Yeah, uh, that, that, you know, that, that Canada plus Detroit week, um, I guess that's always a possibility, but man, like it's almost, he's been out all this time. Let the guy start his first game at home in front of that crowd. It would take away a little bit of something. Like if, if it was backed up a week to that yeah, Montreal game and he played four games and then he comes back to ball arena. Sure, the crowd's still going to go crazy the first time they get to see him at home. But the first game of the season to be in Ball Arena against Chicago that 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 would be oh man yeah it's, thinking about it yeah don't don't wait a little bit and don't let him start in a, on that road game in Arizona or in Anaheim wait till he yeah. comes back to play the the Minnesota Wild yeah exactly so or that yeah you're right so we we shall see we'll obviously monitor that he's still skating. He's still skating around, um, and and I think Cal McCarr could be ready to go. Maybe if not for the Dallas game, maybe the Seattle one. Um, we'll see where that goes. So, getting healthier—that's <laughs> all you can all you can ask for at this. Day. We're going to get our doctorate in sports medicine by the end of this oh, season. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, all right, let us hear from Indeed, and then we'll we do want to take a look at Dallas's as well because that's interesting too. Uh, but first, Indeed, if you are hiring, then of course you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must have requirements, or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. You find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed's Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. With Instant Match, over 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job posts, which is according to Indeed data. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash locked on. That offers valid through March 31st. So once again, indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need indeed. All right. uh, Let's get, let me uh, share the screen here. If you are watching like on YouTube, here's the Dallas stars. Uh, Center ready for a change of pace. Mm, There you go. So there's your stars schedule. Um, have to move it down a little bit there. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. All right. Um, doesn't seem as full 
as the Avs schedule, but it seems like it's just more a little bit more uniform than than the Avs, right? Um, they do play a couple back to backs. They're playing one as as we're recording this, as you can see, they're yep. live right now. Is it still two nothing? Uh, I just want to make sure that is up or two two. I'm sorry. Just want to make sure that is like correct and updated because sometimes they're a little bit behind. Actually, actually wrong. Um, Dallas is winning that four to two. There's a minute left, so that is pretty much over. So they're going to win that game. Um, But you look at them and 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 that that's how we're saying like the Avs have a lot of kind of you you know air quotes here easy games. Dallas is playing, you know, Calgary twice, who is going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, they're playing the Oilers, who are going to be fighting for position in a playoff spot. They have the Kraken three times. So we have Arizona three times. They have the Kraken three times. They have Arizona twice. Um, but they also have, you know, teams like they, they play Arizona twice. They play Chicago twice. And they play the Canucks twice. And you throw in Buffalo, who's they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot too. So, a, another one of those kind of like yin and yang type of of months, but a little bit easier for Dallas because it's spaced out. Look at that; they they have two days off in between Calgary and Buffalo. They have two days off in between Calgary and the Kraken. Um, so maybe two days off between the Blackhawks and the Coyotes to end the month. So they could be a little bit more rested than the Avs. And not a Sunday game to be spoken of the entire month of March. No, it must be church going people down in <laughs> deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's such a uniform schedule. But this is everything we were talking about the Avalanche, like easy games that you should walk away with at least 16 points in those matchups. This is why you need to make up those 16 points because Dallas at the top of the central is going to have Buffalo that just got. It was 7-1 from Pittsburgh tonight. Like mm. I know it was not Pittsburgh, not but they Pittsburgh, lost yeah. 7-1. And you have Vancouver twice. You have you have Pittsburgh that you play. Seattle, It if you play them three times in a month, you're going to get a good game plan on them. You, they, Dallas could stay at the top of the Central real easily. Mm-hmm. So Colorado needs to pick up those 16 points to close the gap and try and surpass Dallas because – it's very favorable for Dallas. The only thing that's not favorable for them, yeah, sure, they get Sundays off. Um, that that right in the middle there, that's a six-game road trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with, with that Buffalo uh, starts in Buffalo, and then you know you, you're going across the country to Seattle, and you stay there. You're because st- you, you're you're two in a row True. against Seattle in Seattle, and then you have to go up into Canada over into Edmonton and then Calgary. So you're kind of crisscrossing the country once you are anyway, and then going into another country. Um, that could be a little bit of a, a tough stretch for them. That's something that you might have to watch is that six game road trip. It's not, you know, you're, you're playing some good teams there, say for uh, Vancouver, but all those other teams there, that, that, that's going to be the meat of, uh, of this this month for for Dallas and how they do there, how they come out of that could speak volumes for how the rest of this season goes. If they if they struggle during a six game road trip, that's when the Avs gotta gotta jump on it because what that's so that's between the ninth and the eighteenth, and for the Avalanche, 
it's kind of similar for the abs. I'm going back to their schedule right now. I don't yeah, have that's the, the one home week and the Canada and yeah. Detroit yeah, week. Yeah, they have two games at home during that week, and then they're on the road as well. So keep an eye on that week for both of those teams. That'll be an interest right in the middle of the month. Yeah. So but, if this is if the Avalanche want to take the top spot in the Central, this is where it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. You're right. So, so that's the, uh, we just want to take a look at the Dallas one uh, quickly, but you know, for, for this, this weekend, uh, you know, you, you jump right into the back-to-back. So what are you looking for, for the, as I think that you think you're going to get a good bounce back game from them. Not, not that, you know, I say bounce back and they, they were in it, they came back, uh, but not starting off the way that they did. They, they've been doing very well to start their games they didn't in that one against New Jersey. So I think they want to like kind of set the tone early in this one to get that vibe and that feeling back, which they've had during that six game winning streak. And this is going to be one of those ABC games. It's going to, they've been hyping it up. So you want to rise to this occasion. You want to prove that this is the avalanche team that you saw last year in the Stanley cup. And the Avalanche have a pretty good record against the Dallas Stars so far this season. So I expect the Avalanche to go out there and on national TV remind everybody that we're still a thing. I think so. I think they're they're ready to go for it. So we shall see. And uh, we will be back on Monday to discuss both these games. There's going to be a lot to talk about on that Monday episode. So make sure to tune into that. But thank you for making this episode your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. And uh, tuning in all week long, each and every week. We love having you guys on here with us. So, um, all right, that's going to wrap it up for today. And uh, enjoy the games over the weekend. We'll see you Monday. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. See you guys on Monday. Go, Abs, go. Go.